0: Last Sunday, Pope Benedict released this year's message for the World Day of Communications, which will take place in May, May 16th, 2010. This year's message has to do with the priest, the priest and pastoral ministry in a digital world. Very interesting. Of course, the message coincides with the year for priests. In a sentence, the Holy Father is saying that the priest's main job is to teach and preach the good news And in this day and age, this mission must involve new communication technology. Yes, he is talking about the internet, blogs, Facebook, and Twitter. I quote, priests are thus challenged to proclaim the gospel by employing the latest generation of audiovisual resources, images, videos, animated features, blogs, websites, which alongside traditional means can open up broad new vistas for dialogue, evangelization, and catechesis. That's what Benedict says. The Holy Father goes on to say that this can only happen if, at the time of formation, priests are learning how to use these technologies. Now, does that mean that in seminaries now, alongside with theology and philosophy, priests will have to learn uh, how to design websites? may sound a bit ridiculous, but it's not completely crazy. In fact, I would argue that most young men entering the seminary today are well-versed in the art of web surfing if not web design, Facebooking and Twittering. Most priests I know have a Blackberry or an iPhone and many, particularly the ones working in youth or university ministry can be found on Facebook. This does help them reach the young people they are working with. Let me give you an example and this is one of my pet peeves. If you're a priest in a parish and you do not have a website, you might as well not exist. When I'm visiting a new town or city and I'm wondering where to go to mass, I don't pull out the phone book, I go online. If your parish doesn't have a website, I just said it, you don't exist. And it has to be a useful website. I've been to parish websites that don't list mass times or don't have the parish address or directions. So that's just one little suggestion. It means, that parish staff need to know at least how to update a website. So it's a bit current. Nothing worse than going to a website in January and having the Christmas mass schedule still on the main page. So Benedict may be onto something. This message could have gone out 10 years ago, but better late than never. When Paul, St. Paul, went out to a new town, he went to where people hung out, usually the marketplace. Today, the world has gone digital, and that's where people hang out. So that's where the church needs to hang out. To end with another quote from the letter, Our pastoral presence in that world must thus serve to show our contemporaries, especially the many people in our day who experience uncertainty and confusion, that God is near, that in Christ we all belong to one another who better than a priest as a man of God can develop and put into practice by his competence in current digital technology a pastoral outreach capable of making God concretely present in today's world. So, to my dear priests, don't be afraid of the media. Embrace it, and you will bear much fruit. I'm Pedro, and this is Salt and Light Radio. Hello and welcome to Salt and Light Radio. I'm Pedro Guevara Mann. I'm Chris Dimitrenko. And as usual, Mary Rose Bacani will be joining us in a little bit with some highlights as to what's going on around the country and um, Chris, mm-hmm. um, the Holy Father's message for the World
1: Day of Communications is out. That's right and it's, it's another exhortation for for the faithful to be involved in in new media and to get the message of the Gospel out there online. Similar to his message last year at World Communications Day, but this one was tailored towards priests. And uh, what other uh, headlines are you going to bring us today? Well, we're going to be talking about some revelations about John Paul II that uh, came out in a new book by the postulator of his cause for canonization. Uh, We're also going to be talking about some developments Uh, ecumenical developments with the Orthodox Church, the Catholic and Orthodox leadership. And uh, we're going to touch on as well the ethics of jaywalking. Oh, I want to hear about Mm -hmm. that. Um, So uh, you'll have more details on those stories
0: when you return in about 10 minutes. Definitely. And, uh, And we will be speaking about priests and social communications because our featured guest today is Father Robert Barron. Uh, some of you will know who he is. He's the founder and I guess the the priest behind the popular ministry
1: uh, word on fire. And he's one of those priests, one of a handful of priests, really, who have gone out there. Uh, and and developed a, a presence online even before this message from, from yes. the Pope. Yeah, for 10 years mm-hmm. actually. Um, and uh,
0: our featured artist, I guess we kind of have a bit of a theme going on today, because our featured artist, uh, singer-songwriter, uh, and former Salt and Light Radio guest, Mark Mallet, uh, also has a weekly webcast. Um, it's called EmbracingHope.tv, so we'll be speaking to him about that in about 30 minutes, but uh, we begin, as always, with a song, and this is Mark Mallet with his song, How Long, from the album Let the Lord Know.
2: How long until I see you in the skies Coming on the clouds with angels
3: And fire
2: in your eyes How long until I see you face to face Till I leave this world behind and enter in that resting place. How long until the night turns into day? Until the stars fall back the morning where forever light will stay? How long? Until the mountains turn to dust Until the valleys disappear And you call on the poor and just How long? Until I see you and I fall down on my knees with a billion saints and angels singing holy holy. With a billion saints and angels Singing holy, holy, holy
0: That was Mark Mallett with How Long from his album Let the Lord Know. You're listening to Salt and Light Radio, our email address is radio at org, and our blog can be found at sultanlighttv.org slash blog. My name is Pedro and here with me now is Mary Rose Bacani for the first half of our events segment.
3: Yes, and so we're going to talk about um, four major events uh, across the country and for my second segment we'll be talking to Lorraine Terchansky about one of those oh events great. in Edmonton. So first of all, Vancouver. Um, there's a talk called the Longing for God, the Secret of the Human Heart by Robert Stackpole of Redeemer Pacific College and that will be on February 5th, 7 to 9 p.m. So for more information, you can contact Judy at Redeemer Pacific College at 604 or email her at judy at rpcollege.bc.ca. So that's February 5th, 7 to 9 p.m., Redeemer Pacific College. And in Edmonton, the Nothing More Beautiful series is starting up again. Uh, this is the second Encounter of five for the year 2009 to 2010 and the theme for this year is encountering anew the beauty of Christ On February 4th 7 p.m. at St. Joseph's Basilica You will be hearing from the most Reverend Gary Gordon Bishop of Whitehorse and sister Annata Brockman a longtime teacher and pastoral minister in Edmonton And I'll be speaking in the second segment uh, with Lorraine Terchansky who's the du- uh, director of communications for the archdiocese now in um in Calgary, there's a talk on, well there's a public debate on the oil sands and the environment engaging in constructive dialogue. It's more for sharing information and generating dialogue with the goal of increasing consensus and it's organized by the Social Justice Office in collaboration with Kairos Calgary. The speakers include Andrew Nikiforuk, speaker and author, and Don Thompson, the oil sands developers group. That's on February 6th at 8:45 a.m. That's coffee registration. 9:15 15 a.m to 4 30 p.m is at the is the event at our lady of grace parish in calgary and in ottawa there's a youth fest 2010 february 6 from 7 to 10 p.m and the theme is give god permission and they quote from psalm 37 um, verse 5 commit your life to the lord trust in him and he will act now this promises to be an awesome event for youth and you're invited to experience great speakers fun skits, adoration, amazing music, and much more. This is an event open to youth from around the Ottawa Diocese and beyond, so you're invited to spread the word.
0: Great. Thank you, Mary Rose. So Mary Rose will be back uh, towards the end of the show uh, to give us more details on the Nothing More Beautiful event in Edmonton. You're listening to Salt and Light Radio on the Catholic Channel and on the Internet at saltandlighttv.org radio. I'm uh, Pedro Guevara Manna. Mary Rose just left on a brief break and Chris is back here with me.
1: So so Chris there are, there are news about the Orthodox Catholic dialogue. That's right and uh, and this past Monday the Pope was, was with many representatives of, of different Christian churches and ecclesial communities at the Basilica of St. Paul outside the walls for a celebration to conclude the week of prayer for Christian unity, although that week Uh, continued until the 31st here in Canada. Mm -hmm. Uh, But people are talking about the dialogue with the Orthodox and it's all because of an article written by Sandro Magister who is one of the very well-known Vaticanistas in Rome. And, uh, And he leaked this document that came out of something called the International Mixed Commission for Theological Dialogue. And this was a group that started off A meeting in 2006. It was an initiative of Pope Benedict uh, to get the dialogue going in terms of issues that divide Catholic Catholics and Orthodox. And it really comes down to right now the primacy of the successor of Saint Peter in the Universal Church. Mm -hmm. In other words, the role of the Pope. Now both sides agree that Rome has occupied the first place in the structure of the Universal Church. So he is the first among the patriarchs. But the question is, what is the authority of this bishop of Rome as as first among these patriarchs, and uh, and so there's certainly some questions regarding, particularly you know, where the Catholic Church went in the second millennium, and these are the topics that are being are being discussed and continue to be discussed. The text in question that w- was released was based on a discussion drafted on the island of Crete in the autumn of two thousand and eight. And it talks about these issues involving the, the church in the second millennium and provides a window to what they are discussing. And these discussions are going to be continuing with this uh, Theological Commission. Uh, next, the next meeting is in Vienna in September. Uh, the Vatican uh, issued a, a response saying that, you know, this document hasn't been approved yet. It's being discussed but it hasn't been approved and so it's not official. And it's something that is, has so far only been minimally discussed. The, uh, by the commission that's there. There have, there have been some other signs of warmth in, in the relations between the Catholic and Orthodox. One of them is a publication by the Russian Orthodox Church of uh, a book of writings of Pope Benedict. Mm-hmm. And the Catholic Church has reciprocated or will be soon reciprocating with a, uh, a book of, on the writings of Patriarch Kirill, the, the uh, patriarch of, of the Russian Orthodox Church, published by Liberia Editrice Mm vaticana
0: well it sounds like there's going to be more news coming about this topic uh, soon Um, Mm -hmm. so there's been 15 pedestrian fatalities in 15 days in Toronto
1: that's right it's been a very big uh, topic here and it's been really a mystery in the city as to why we've been having all these um, all these jaywalking incidents I mean Toronto was kind of known that that there are a lot of jaywalkers to begin with uh, our our newspaper here, one of our newspapers, the Toronto Star, they were just watching outside of their offices, seeing, you know, 45 people uh, illegally crossing the street in 45 minutes. Some of them, you know, even forcing a police car to stop in front of them as they're, really? as they're sort of leisurely making their way across the street, not on an intersection. Mm-hmm. It is illegal. You can get a fine of $85. 225 tickets have been issued to pedestrians so far. Uh, but in terms of the, the kinds of accidents that we've been having, um, I mean, it's it's been something that, that we haven't really seen before. A lot of politicians are, are very concerned about this, including our Mayor David Miller. The Premier of Ontario said, you know, there's a need to find out if something, if there's something new that's happening that wasn't there before. Um, some people have been speculating that, you know, the pace of life in Toronto, and I'm sure it's probably similar for, for other major cities, in North America is just so fast that people are not willing to wait even a few minutes to get to the place that that they want to go and I think it's something that you know we don't want to be too legalistic about uh, right. about things and I don't think that that even many Catholics think of uh, jaywalking as, as, as an ethical concern but yeah. um, but when you see these these deaths and and the loss of life that's happening on a daily basis I think it should make you think twice before you do that.
0: It it certainly is uh, strange, if I can just say that.
1: And particularly, I think if if you're jaywalking around other children, there's children on the sidewalk watching you jaywalk, and I don't know if that's an example you really would want to give to small children who might follow you. Good point. Thank you, Krista
0: Mitrenko, always with a moral point. Thank you very much. Um, uh, That's the news for now. Chris will return in about 20 minutes to tell us about a new book on John Paul II, so stay tuned.
3: You're listening to Salt and Light Radio on the Catholic Channel, Sirius 159 and XM 117.
0: For 10 years now, the popular website Word on Fire has been helping people learn more about and connect with our faith. Father Robert Barron is the man behind Word on Fire and he is no stranger to using the media to evangelize. As well as the website, the weekly Word on Fire program, radio program is broadcast in the Chicago area and across the United States through relevant radio. His DVDs are a powerful tool popular uh, for faith formation and seen on Catholic television everywhere including EWTN and Salt and Light, and his video commentaries are seen most widely through YouTube. I could go on, but why not just let him tell us more about it. Father Robert Barron was in our Salt and Light studio last week. Father Robert Barron, welcome to Salt and Light Radio. Thank you, my pleasure to be here. So some of our, our listeners uh, and television viewers are, are probably familiar with the program Word on Fire, at least the DVD programs. Yeah. Um, but you've been doing this way before there was DVD and internet. Can you take us back to the beginning of the origins of Word on Fire.
4: Yeah, Word on Fire started about 10 years ago when uh, I began doing uh, sermons for the radio in Chicago on WGN, which is one of the big radio stations. And I got uh, a slot at 5.15 on Sunday morning. So I was there very early at WGN. Then we expanded that into Relevant Radio, which is a national Catholic radio network. And then really to house the sermons, we founded the website. So the website now has 10 years of audio archives on the sermons. But that's how it got started. And then a few years ago, Cardinal George asked me to work very specifically on evangelizing the culture. So I've been a professor for a long time at the seminary. And sort of on the side, I was doing this speaking and writing and and evangelizing. But he asked me about five years ago to really work on it. So then we kicked the website into a new gear and started doing a lot of the DVDs and that sort of thing.
0: So Because you do, you're doing a lot of, I, I, I've been to the website a few times, and there's a lot, there seems to be always, you know, Father Robert Barron commenting on this, and there's the, yeah. the, video, the video blog.
4: Well, one thing I wanted to do is reach out to the unchurched. And so YouTube had just kind of come into existence yeah. a few years ago, and I didn't know much about it. I thought, why not, you know, make some uh, videos that are uh, commenting on books and movies and music and popular culture, and put those up on YouTube. Okay. So we started doing that a few years ago, and I was, uh, I was amazed at how much response I got.
0: Now, sorry, and the, the DVDs, uh, I know that there's at least four because I've yeah. seen them. I don't know if there's more. The, 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 those are, were lectures that you were doing that you thought you'd film, or did it, how did those come Most about? Most of the
4: DVDs grew out of retreats that I've uh, given. Okay. So over the years, I've did, done a lot of lectures and talks and retreats to groups. And I thought, why not get some of that on tape? So when I had a retreat really clear in my mind, I really knew the material well, we sat down with a group of maybe 80 or 90 people and we filmed them. Okay. Um, and I was delighted with the way those turned out. I wanted them to be you know, energetic and to be in a kind of beautiful setting and that, to use a lot of artwork to supplement what I was saying. Uh, right. So I was very pleased with the DVDs. And that was uh, another part of the Word on Fire outreach.
0: So and, and what kind of response have you been getting, I guess, in the last 10 years, but especially since the DVDs? Do people buy the DVDs and show them in parishes? Oh, or yeah. How, how does it be used?
4: Yeah, they've been used by a lot of groups uh, for retreats. And it, <laughs> it allows me. Uh, to stay at home a little bit, <laughs> you know, instead of having to go dreams. all over the world, yeah. so they can show the DVDs, and um, we've done some materials with them to help people, you know, move through them with questions right. and study guides. Okay, um, so that's all been successful, and we've gotten a very good response from the
0: DVDs. And and. Uh I presume because you're a diocesan priest, it was the, 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 your archbishop, the cardinal, who, who, uh, who kind of prompted you to do more, you have the support of the diocese. Yeah. So, so are these materials used at a diocesan level? Or are they yeah, distributed to they all? they are,
4: but they also go much more widely around the country. Uh, okay. I'll tell you a story about Cardinal George, who's my boss in Chicago. Uh-huh. At the very end of John Paul II's uh, papacy, the cardinal went over to Rome for the ad limina visit and he gave the report on the diocese and the pope listened very you know, carefully. At the end of the interview, though, the Pope turned to the Cardinal and said, what are you doing concretely to evangelize the culture? And Cardinal George was a very eloquent, very articulate man, said he was just kind of tongue-tied, didn't know what to say to the Pope. So when he asked me to do this, he told me that story. So I think it was very much uh, the Cardinal's affection for John Paul II and this sort of direct command, do something concrete to evangelize the culture. That's now a lot of the work of Word on Fire.
0: Okay. I just want to uh, make a note for anyone that will be joining the program at this time. You're listening to Salt and Light Radio. I'm your host, Pedro. We're talking to Father Robert Barron uh, from the Word on Fire Ministries. um, Talking about leaven because I I heard somebody recently say that, uh, that the fact that the church is called to be leaven means that the whole world is not meant to be church but the, the leaven, the whole world is supposed to be bread, and that the church is supposed yeah. to be that leaven that just gives it, and I guess for us here, at salt and light. We yeah. like to say that we're salt, so I, Absolutely, I, no, that's I,
4: exactly the inspiration, is you're salt to the earth and light for the world, and so the church brings that message out, but then it transfigures the culture yeah. from within. And that's the Vatican II vision, which I think is still largely unrealized. Yeah. We don't, we don't yeah. even understand it clearly, that be great Catholic lawyers, and great Catholic politicians, and great Catholic writers, so that you can now transform a society from within. Um, I think that's the message. That was John Paul II's message.
0: Yeah, and I think you're doing it. Um, in The last five years or so you've been working on something a little different, the Catholicism Project. Tell yeah. us a bit about, about how that came about.
4: I'm very proud of this project. I've been working on, as you say, for the past several years. Um, I'm going around the world to do a documentary on the Catholic faith, to talk about great themes of Catholicism, but then to show it. We're a smart religion. We're also a beautiful religion. Yeah. And so to show through art, architecture, poetry, in these great places, uh, how the Catholic faith uh, looks, how it shows up in the world. So the documentary is meant to bring out the truth of the faith and also the beauty of it. So I've been filming now around the world in high definition, uh, working with a great team. We hope to have this out at the end of this calendar year, end of 2010. 10- nice. part series that I hope can be used in all sorts of settings, both inside the church and outside.
1: Okay,
0: so it's, you said documentary, but it's a 10-part 10 10 part documentary series. Yeah. So what sort of topics are you looking at? How, is it, how are they organized?
4: Yeah, the great themes of Catholicism, so who is Jesus Christ, the teaching of Jesus, the mystery of God, the mystery of the church, Mary, the mother of God, right. uh, the moral life, you know, the ethical life, uh, prayer and contemplation, so the whole spiritual, mystical life, the last things, I always forget a couple, yeah, but we yeah, have yeah. ten uh, major kind of structuring motifs of Catholicism.
0: And is the idea, I guess, not so much for those of us who are Catholic who don't know the faith, but also for those who might think that Catholicism is about something else to for both, you think it can fulfill both?
4: Well a line that I use is we have to tell our own story. My fear is especially in the wake of the sex abuse scandal that so many mm. people are telling the Catholic story, um, but on their terms and with their agenda I think we have to tell our story and I think precisely during times of crisis, the church has to come forward boldly and confidently and that's what I want to do in this series is that we've got something very true and very beautiful to share with the world. So let's do it.
0: Why is it important to do it the way you're doing it in high definition, going to locations all over the world? Sounds like it's extremely expensive. Um, Why do we need to spend the money to do it that way? at the expense of using the word successful to be successful.
4: Yeah, well, I mean, why did we spend so much money to have the Sistine Chapel painted and, you know, so much money to build the Saint-Chapelle in Paris? The church has always used the beautiful to propagate the faith and um, to use the finest technology we have today. That's our version of the Sistine Chapel, Mm -hmm. our version of the Saint-Chapelle. So I think that's part of the great Catholic tradition. We're a church of the poor. We are indeed, but we're also a church that is rich in culture. So why not show that off and bring it forward?
0: Right. Um, So you're hoping that it's going to come out at the end of 2010, uh, but there are also other materials that come with it. There's a book and a study guide? I'm
4: doing a book in conjunction with it that's based on the scripts, and I'm going to write that book uh, when I go to Rome this spring. So I hope in a few months to. It's It's, based on. It's all in your head. Well, (laughs) it is, because the scripts are there, so I've got much of it already done. I have to kind of craft it now into more literary form. And then we're doing a study guide that will accompany it, and so, all that should be ready by the end of this calendar
0: year. So, uh, the book is the book complementary to the to the documentary video, or is it for those people who I might not want to sit and watch a video? I can read the book instead. It's
4: both. I mean, I want the book to be um, independent of the series; it can be read on its own. But yeah. it's meant to accompany the series, and, okay. it, and it'll have, I hope, a lot of the photography and art from the series, so that it has a lot of the the ethos and elan of the of the series.
0: Great. Now. Um, uh, your website is Catholicism, sorry, thewordonfire.com.
4: No, word on fire dot org. the word
0: yeah. on that should get it right. Wordonfire.org. <laughs> Wordonfire, yeah. Um, so all the information is there. If people want to watch a trailer yeah. of the Catholicism That's Project, right. they can. They, they can, get a very
4: good idea from the website of what we're doing. They can watch two different trailers. They can see uh, little excerpts from it. And they get a, a kind of blow by blow description of what we're doing, where we've been. You can click on the thing and go to the countries that we've been and see some of the photography. So it's a a cool, interactive website.
0: It's great. So I encourage everybody to go visit the website. Again, it's Um, wordonfire.org. But I'm sure if you uh, use your your search engine and type in Word on Fire or Catholicism Project or Father Robert Barron, um, uh, B-A-R-R-O-N, you'll find it. So, Father, thank you so much for joining us today. My pleasure. Um, And let's stay in touch. Thanks for having me. Thank you. That was a conversation I had with Word on Fire priest, Father Robert Barron, who dropped into our Salt and Light studio last week. As we said in the clip, you can learn more about Word on Fire by going to the website, wordonfire.org. You'll find all you need to know right there. And remember, all the links to all our guests and artists are also found on our website, saltandlighttv.org slash radio. Now here is our featured artist of the week, Mark Mallet, with Remain in Me, from his let the Lord know album
2: Jesus I need. You hear in me now. Jesus I Jesus, I
0: Mark Mallet with Remain in Me from his album Let the Lord Know. And we will be speaking to Mark about his new ministry, Embracing Hope TV. But first here back with
1: us is Chris. So uh, Pope John Paul II has a new book? That's right and, and people are talking about it. It's made, uh, you have probably are, uh, many of you have already seen the headlines because it announced that he practiced self-mortification and that he made provisions so that um, if he was incapacitated and not able to fill out his ministry, that someone would be able to take over for him and even consider the possibility of, of resigning. And uh, this came from a good source. This wasn't just uh, just one of those celebrity uh, biographers, yeah, yeah. Uh, Kitty Kelly. This wasn't a Kitty Kelly book. It was by Monsignor uh, Slavomir Odur, who is the postulator of the late Pope's cause for canonization. And uh, the book was released on Tuesday. It's called Why He's a Saint the real John Paul II according to the postulator of his beatification cause and uh, he he's learned this about John Paul II through documents collected for this beatification process uh, particularly from the sworn testimony of 114 people who knew him personally and uh, they don't say exactly who these people are but they're members of the papal entourage or papal household many of them and uh, in regards to mortification or sort of Choosing to undergo suffering, mm-hmm. uh, he was known to to pass the night lying on the floor, uh, even when he was an archbishop of Krakow. And uh, he would he was also known to sort of mess up the covers in in his bed. But people who were particularly close to him would have noticed that, you know, somehow they they knew that he was not sometimes sleeping in his bed. He was choosing right. to sleep on the floor, and that he would um, uh, sometimes practice even as a pope self-flagellation. Which is uh, sort of a whipping yourself on the back. This yes. is this is a uh, an asc- asc- aesthetic practice that uh, 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 people in Opus Dei have yes. been known to, do. to yeah. do. Some some of these practices that ca- came to light with with uh, the Da Vinci Code, and uh, also you know was very serious about fasting, and particularly before ordinations of priests and bishops. So he took mm. fasting very wow. very seriously. The uh, in regards to um, you know whether or not he he would ever resign as, as Pope and be a Pope, papal pope Emeritus. Yes. Uh, he did say that he... Uh, uh, there was uh, documents where the College of Cardinals um, would receive his resignation in case of a, an incurable disease or other condition that would prevent him from fulfilling his ministry. Mm-hmm. And there's some uh, issues here, like, f- for example, you know, if he was unable to fulfill his ministry, he would still need someone... On behalf of him saying that I he is unable to fill fulfill his ministry right. ordinarily it should be the Pope himself who would be making that instruction but this is presuming that he's not able to right and uh, and so ultimately this this didn't happen uh, even though he, he he was making inquiries about the possibilities of, of even a, a retirement uh, he he decided through through discerning that uh, that he wanted to to continue being the Pope until until God called him home, which is exactly what happened would what happen yeah. and um, and Along with this book have been new rumors about his beatification uh, There's been rumors that that it, it will be happening as soon as as October but uh, Monsignor O'Dare says that nothing could be confirmed until until this the miracle is confirmed of course, yes. for, for his beatification. Of and course. beatification is that first process yes, towards canonization. Yes. And mm-hmm. of course,
0: and I'm so again another story that I'm sure we'll be hearing more news as it develops. Uh, so Chris,
1: again the name of the book is? It's Why He's a Saint, the real John Paul II according to the postulator of his beatification cause. Uh, I should tell you though that thus far it's only published in Italian. So, uh, oh, so, so our, our listeners, if you're
0: yet. interested, uh, if you speak Italian, I'm sure you can find it. I'm sure it'll be translated soon. Mm-hmm. Uh, so why he's a saint, the real John Paul II. Uh, thank you very much, Chris. Uh, that was our Sultan Light radio news producer, Chris Matrenko. If you'd like to comment on anything you hear on this program, send us an email radio at salt what's
2: up everybody
5: this is father stan fortuna and you are listening to salt and light radio on the catholic channel sirius 159 and xm 117 peace and blessings
0: if you've been with us since the beginning you would be familiar with mark mallet a singer songwriter who to my knowledge is one of the few canadians who actually make a living from their ministry and trust me it's not easy Last time Mark was on Salt and Light Radio, we spoke about a new ministry he was beginning, a video webcast called Embracing Hope TV. Well, Mark has now been doing Embracing Hope for several months, and he joins us now on the phone to tell us more about it. Welcome back to Salt and Light Radio, Mark.
5: <laughs> Thanks, Pedro. I, I have to laugh. I was. Listening to your introduction just now, and, and uh, we just bought a milk cow just you know twenty <laughs> minutes before this interview, <laughs> oh.
0: and
5: so I don't know if we're really making a living.
0: That, but that's at least why the cow's
5: going to make some milk for
0: us. That's how you can afford to make a living from your ministry because right, you have your right. own cow. <laughs> I, I should have said that you live in Bruno, Saskatchewan.
5: actually, no, we live uh, we oh. we we live uh, far away from there on a on a small farm. <laughs> about uh, near the Alberta border.
0: Okay, so I'm com- completely all my sources are wrong. Didn't did you used to live in Bruno, Saskatchewan?
5: Uh, we did. We did. Oh, okay. Uh, so I'm not completely. Y- for a couple of years, we did, and uh, we've moved from there to a, a small little farm where we can try and make make a living, uh, uh, grow our own food, and maybe have some chickens. We've got a milk cow, and we've uh, got wow. a big garden plot, and uh, trying to feed these eight kids of ours somehow.
0: Somehow, and at the same time, you're doing you have your own studio, and you're doing a, a webcast.
5: Yes, one, one of the buildings here, one of the shop buildings, I converted a space in it and uh, we turned it into a studio. and So now I have a, a weekly webcast. That's right, Embracing Hope on okay,
0: TV. Uh, Mark, th- uh, throughout the show, we've been talking about uh, social communications because, as you know, probably Bo- Pope Benedict released the message for the 44th uh, day of World Communications uh, last Friday. Right. So if you haven't checked it out, check it out. But he's ma- mainly exhorting priests to use. The new technology to evangelize, and this is something that you've been doing for a long time. In fact, I uh, uh, I, I noticed that your main page on your com has a little quote that says, "To your mission is to re-evangelize the church using new methods and new means." Right? That's that's your. That's, that's, <laughs> that's
5: right. That, those were words from um, from Pope John Paul II, who who called the church to use new means and new methods in the new evangelization, and uh, in fact. Um, even before the Pope, uh, Pope Benedict the XVI uh, last Friday made this statement regarding priests uh, last year in yeah. May, uh, he said, uh, and I quote, he said, Young people in particular, I appeal to you, bear witness to your faith through the digital world. Employ these new technologies to make the gospel known so that the good news of God's infinite love for all people will resound in new ways across our increasingly technological world. Okay. And so when I heard, you know, I have to tell you, that was the week that I launched my webcast and it was like two days it was like the day or I think that I launched that webcast. This quote came up in my so that email. Was your confirmation thought, wow, what a confirmation.
0: Yeah. Now but I mean you're not new to doing using technology or new, new new means. I mean, even your music ten years ago was using technology in in a way. That's right. To yeah. to evangelize. That's
5: right. And you know, now we've taken a step forward and, and uh, You know, I've reduced my touring across North America, um, Mm -hmm. you know, simply because, you know, we're living in a world right now where people are staying at home. Right. right? People aren't coming out, um, and the church, of course, uh, the the urgency is that uh, the church is becoming less and less relevant to people. And so, you know, after one of my tours last year, I just looked at my wife and I said, you know, there's got to be a way to reach more people than 40 or 50 people, you Mm -hmm. know, traveling across the country. You know, I think it's time now to launch this, this webcast, and,
0: and that's what we did. Yeah, and that's the beauty of mass media, that you can reach the masses. Hopefully. Um, yeah. You're not saying that the Church is not relevant if it's not involved in evangelizing through new means?
5: Um, I, no, the Church is always relevant at all times. But I think the Holy Fathers recognize that, um, I mean, just as the Apostles, you know, since such as St. Paul, you know, he, he got on, the sh- on a ship and, uh, and stormy seas and did whatever he could to go mm-hmm. where he had to go to reach the people with the gospel and it's that kind of zeal that we need today and we just need to realize that uh, we, we have to go where the people are and we need to be uh, um, have apostolic zeal and when we, we take up our, our mission whatever that mission may be and go to where the people are. And if the people are, are not coming to the church, well, we need to find out where they're coming. Yeah, where they and hopefully, when we reach them, they'll start coming back to the church because she is relevant. She's more relevant than she's ever been.
0: Now, you've been doing your blog. or your, It's kind of a blog, the, the messages that go out, the, the written messages for several years now. And so, in a way, Embracing Hope TV is a, is a similar, it's a similar venture, except it's a different format. You, are you finding that you needed to switch formats in order to reach a different uh, group of people or to reach more people? Or
5: I think, um, to be honest with you, Pedro, I felt the Lord inspired me to do the webcast, and, and I'm doing it more so because I, I felt this was what the Lord wanted me to do mm-hmm. rather than, uh, you know, suggesting that the, r- fact, the writings have been uh, tremendously effective and still are. I mean, yeah. it's reaching thousands of people across the world today, and I mean, that's, that's wonderful, but yeah, there is a, a new way to reach people, and that's through the medium of of the um, of vi- video. And yeah. you know, of course, YouTube and Vimeo and all these websites
2: mm-hmm.
5: are a testament to how popular video is. Um, but I have to say, I'm not using it quite the way that uh, many people are today, where you know they'll put on a two three minute clip, and it's very effective to get people to watch it because their their time is short. But yeah. You know, I just finished doing my testimony. And it ended up being an hour-long video. So, right. I'm hoping that you know, trying to offer people that medium, but still give them some depth um, to it, rather than just a quick, you know, headline.
0: Um. Right, because because the uh, the media, the the, the medium sometimes uh, encourages you, or or I- I- is focused on, n- doesn't allow you to go too much in depth. Is what I'm what I'm thinking. The, That's the right. Television, visual media, sometimes. Uh, it's 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 good to giving you, giving you a foretaste or inviting you, but not to giving giving you a lot of substance. i um, just a note for anyone that might be uh, just tuning in right now. You're listening to Salt and Light Radio. My name is Pedro, and we're speaking uh, with our featured artist of the week, Mark Mallet, about his webcast, uh, "Embracing Hope." Um, Mark, your webcast, again, another quote right on the on the main page of "Embracing Hope." We cannot hide the fact that many threatening clouds are gathering in the horizon. This is a quote from Benedict, right? Yes, Pope Benedict. Um, we must not, however, lose heart. Rather, we must keep the flame of hope alive in our hearts. And I guess that's where where we're embracing hope because we mustn't lose heart. But uh, I, I sometimes get the sense, uh, maybe it's just me. I don't know if you've gotten comments from your from your listeners and from your readers that people get hung up on the threatening clouds, and and and. Uh, that the, they get, might get the impression that what you're doing is, is more fear-mongering, maybe not fear-mongering might not be the right word, but you know what I mean? That it's uh, it's all this apocalyptic stuff, and, and, and we need to stock up and save up and, and grow our own food because the end times are coming. Um, what do you say to those people?
5: Well, uh, you know, the truth sets us free, and um, part of the truth, an aspect of truth, is reality. And so, you know we can pr- try and pretend that the world is not slipping away from from uh, from being Christ centered we can try and pretend that there's not an apostasy in the church we can mm-hmm. try and pretend that the young people haven't left the church we can try and pretend that abortion is still you know uh, is is something that's just you know not a big problem uh, we can go on and on and list all kinds of things that marriage is really not under attack and and that the culture is really not under attack and you know We can pretend these things and just say, you know what, these are challenges in our generation, every generation has its challenges. Mm -hmm. Or we can look at the reality of what, you know, and this is what I'm doing through my webcast, through my writing and through my new book, The Final Confrontation, is I'm pointing to what are the Holy Fathers saying? Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, Pope Benedict released a letter to all the bishops of the world in March last year, and he said the real problem at this moment of our history is that god is disappearing from the human horizon and with the dimming of the light which comes from god humanity is losing its bearings with increasingly evident destructive effects right and so what my show is doing is not focusing on the darkness but what we do is we, we're, we're confronting the reality that's there and you know the overwhelming 99 percent of the letters and uh, that i receive and not all of them from people who are you know this apocalyptic men but yeah. people who are searching for answers today right. stumble across my website and go, you know what, I've, I've read your website, I read, and some of the stuff I read is scary, mm-hmm. um, but it's giving me hope. And that's the real key today, is not to deny the elements, even the apocalyptic elements, because the Holy Fathers are saying it. I mean, Pope Paul VI said, he said, I, I, I'm reading Gospel passages from, from Luca regarding the end times, and I, I confess that signs of the end are emerging. Right. Uh, Pope Pius X said he thought the Antichrist might already be on earth. Pope John Paul II, which I took the title of my book from, mm-hmm. said the Church is facing the final confrontation between the Church and the anti-Church, the Gospel and the anti-Gospel. And, Pedro, we're, we, we do no good to the Church to bury our heads in the sand and pretend there's nothing happening. Mm-hmm. Neither is it any good for, us to go, for there to be the other extreme, where people run around screaming that the sky is going to fall and it's the end of the world tomorrow. There needs to be a clear-headed, intellectual, prayerful, and balanced examination of the signs of the times. And I'm hoping to achieve that. And I do that, I hope, by drawing in what the Holy Fathers are saying, drawing in the, the, the words of our early Church Fathers, the Catechism, and the approved apparitions of our Blessed Mother. And when you draw all these links together... Listen, Pedro, whether your viewers agree with me or not, we are living in extraordinary times. Mm -hmm. And the message on my website is consistently, it's time for us to prepare in the church because there are great changes on the horizon in the world. God is not sending his blessed mother to us for us to have have tea with her. He's sending mom to us to warn us and call us back to her son. And the message of Fatima is more relevant than ever today. It was a message of warning. And she said if, if, if Russia wasn't consecrated to her immaculate heart, we would see the era of communism beginning to spread through the world.
0: Yeah, true, Mark. I, I That's I, what we're seeing. Yeah, I think that what, you, what you're saying certainly resonates with me and will resonate with a lot of our listeners. I, uh, one, one of the things that I like about what you do is that it's, it's exactly that. It is hopeful that there's something about the way you present it, and I think it's because you're focusing on the truth and, and, and you're not just being judgmental and, and telling people that they're going to all burn in hell. Um, that that it is hopeful and that that in fact people are able to embrace hope um, through the program Um, we have to leave it there but uh, uh, I encourage our listeners to visit the website embracinghope.tv markmallet.com and uh, and and read a bit more and listen to what you're doing because uh, you're doing good work and and you have your own milk cow (laughs) (laughs) and just that is is yeah you know what I'm I'm moving in with you (laughs) That's it.
5: Well, let me just throw one last comment to you very quickly. <laughs>
0: yeah.
5: And that's that the very heart, the very center of my ministry is divine mercy. It's to bring people the message of divine mercy, which is, the, the, and this is what Jesus promised. He said to St. Margaret Mary in the last times he would make a final effort to make his sacred heart known, and that's the message of his mercy and his love. And that's the hope that people have, that despite what's going on in the world and despite what's happening in my own personal life, mm-hmm. God will not reject me.
1: Amen.
0: Good, great way to end thank you so much Mark thank and, uh, you Pedro
5: and God bless you and you Salt and Light and everybody there you and the too. work you're doing
0: alright bye 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 that was Mark Mallett uh, singer songwriter and host of the video webcast Embracing Hope uh, as we mentioned earlier you can find that webcast at embracinghope.tv now you heard what Mark has to say and now we want to hear what you have to say so remember you can always write to us at radio at lighttv.org. Here now is Mark with his song, Love, Live in Me, from his album, Let the World Know.
2: If I speak in angelic tongues, have the gift of prophecy, comprehend all mysteries, but have not love. I have faith to move mountains give away everything I own even my body to be burned but have not love I am nothing so love lives. I am weak, oh beloved, you are strong, so love live in me, no longer I self must die. If i show-
0: his song Love Live In Me from his album Let the Lord Know. I'm Pedro Guevara Man, you're listening to Salt and Light Radio. A reminder, our email address is radio at And once again our blog can be found at saltandlighttv.org slash blog. And now again it's time for a little more details on our events. Here back with us is Mary Rose.
3: Okay, so as I mentioned earlier, I'm going to be talking about the Nothing More Beautiful Evangelization series put out by the Archdiocese of Edmonton. Now, this is a five-year plan of evangelization, the first year being 2008-2009. And the second of five encounters for year two this year will take place on February 4th, Um, just about this year. Just great speakers to look forward to this year include George Weigel, one of America's leading public intellectuals. Carl Anderson, Supreme Knight of the Knights of Columbus. And Cardinal Mark Wolet, the Archbishop of Quebec, so I wanted to sit down with Lorraine. Uh, the Lorraine Trachansky was the director of communications for the Archdiocese of Edmonton, and you've heard from her before mm-hmm. uh, about how this initiative started and what we can look forward to.
2: Archbishop
5: Smith just came to us in 2007, and he had a vision for a, a new evangelization initiative. After certainly after listening to the teachings of Pope John Paul and and pope benedict the sixteenth Um and new evangelization in his, in his vision was something that we would uh, use to help catholics who are already in the pews who already attend sunday mass but help them rediscover what it is that is beautiful about our faith and about our relationship with jesus christ so that was his vision because when uh, pope benedict was inaugurated he talked about how there is nothing more beautiful than to be surprised by the gospel, by the encounter with Christ. So that's where the theme for this five-year project came from.
3: So again, that was Lorraine Turchansky, Director of Communications for the Diocese of Edmonton. And so for any more information about Nothing More Beautiful, please go to our website, actually, SaltonLightTV.org, because we do sell DVDs, DVD copies of this, and this always airs a week after the event. So come and check our website frequently and also Google Nothing More Beautiful and you'll immediately get into the Archdiocese of Edmonton website.
0: Yeah, that's true. We, uh, Salt and Light Television is there in Edmonton and we tape Nothing More Beautiful. So if you are intrigued and you want to watch it, but you're not in the Edmonton area, you can always watch it on Salt and Light Television. And again, that website is saltandlighttv.org. Thank you, Mary Rose. Uh, always uh, insightful and fun to have you here. Um, and a reminder to our listeners, remember to let us know about your events. Uh, just send us at email radio at saltandlighttv.org.
1: You're listening to Salt and Light Radio on the Catholic Channel, Sirius 159 and XM 117.
0: My name is Pedro Guevara Man, And I'm Mary Rose Bacani. Now be sure to tune in tomorrow Sunday for witness... Father Thomas Rosica speaks with pianist and composer Stefan Macchio.
3: Yes, that's tomorrow, Sunday, January 31st at 8 p.m. Eastern, 9 p.m. Pacific. And
0: Salt and Light Television continues to be the place where you can connect with the Holy Father and, and uh, find out what's going on in the Vatican. And on Tuesday, February 2nd, is the Feast uh, of the Presentation of the Lord. So Pope Benedict XVI will be celebrating
3: Vespers. And Salt and Light TV will bring you live coverage of that special celebration at 11.30 a.m. Eastern, 8.30 a.m. Pacific. So again, that's on Tuesday, February 2nd.
0: And that same evening, for those of you who want to understand the sacraments better, uh, it's In Your Faith, and this week's episode is about the Sacrament of Reconciliation.
3: In Your Faith, every Tuesday at 8 p.m.
0: And uh, should we tell everyone, Mary Rose, for our Zoom (laughs) lovers, next week we are bringing you our daily update in a new package so don't be surprised to see perspectives our new daily five minute update every day at 7 pm Easterns. and on fridays we will take you a little more in depth with the friday edition of perspectives a half hour weekly show and i will be hosting that so be sure to tune in
3: yes so remember every day at 7 pm for our five minute daily update And on Fridays, beginning February 5th, host Pedro Gavaraman brings you the Friday edition of Perspectives, a half-hour in-depth show of what's happening in the world of the Catholic Church, also at 7 p.m. Eastern, 8 Pacific.
0: Yeah, so that should be fun. Um, And remember that you can find out more information about these programs and all of our programs on our website, SaltAndLightTV.org.
3: And if you're outside our broadcast area, you can watch all our programming streaming online at that same website. You just have to click on the View Live button on the top left side of the screen. And if you missed any
0: part of this broadcast, or you want to listen to any Salt and Light radio program, go to saltandlighttv.org radio. All our shows are archived right there and available for podcast.
3: And remember to send us your mail. Please let us know your thoughts on anything that you hear on our program. And the email is radio at saltandlighttv.org.
0: Yes, we'd love to hear from you. Um, that brings us to the end of the program. Next week, uh, we'll be featuring a new Man in Black, so be sure to tune in.
3: I really like that segment, so I'll be here.
0: Good. Well, you better be here because we need you.
3: And thanks for being with us. I'm Maros Bacani.
0: And I'm Pedro. And this has been Salt and Life Radio.